Welcome to Bitpicking, a podcast about software engineering, but not quite today. In our season finale, we just chat. And what sort of things do we talk about? We talk about... (laughs) (laughs) How to present a podcast. How to do words. How to prepare your introductions. (laughs) Let's go! Is it true, parents, you, you, you parents, is it you? true that um, if you were taking your kids trick-or-treating and there was no pumpkin on the outside, you wouldn't knock on their door? Yeah. Yeah, that's I'd the, probably, that's the, yeah. That's the sort of accept. When was that invented? When I was a lad? Yeah. Like eight years old, it was just knock on every bloody door. And then last year I was disappointed because no one knocked on our door. And I was like, what's going on? Is this just some weird, you know, like um, political correctness now where you're not allowed to, you know, go around strangers' houses, (laughs) political correctness. (laughs) And then someone said it was this pumpkin rule, which I'd never heard of before. When did that happen? I think over the last, over the last three or four years, that's become sort of the The thing. thing. Yeah. I I didn't know that. I just look for decorations. If they don't have decorations, I don't tend to... Yeah, I tend to just leave yeah, it. Leave exactly, them. Yeah, so but yeah, <laughs> obviously don't want anyone nice. there. If they've got decorations, they've probably got got a pumpkin outside, right? So, mm. so. I had like 200, 200 quid's worth of Haribo I had to get rid of afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't eat it yourself, did you? No, no, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin your teeth. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Um, what is an acceptable like gift? Do, 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 do the kids expect money these days as well? I, I mean, I sound like I'm a really old man, but I just don't have children, so I don't get to know these just things. Have a, just have a big tub of sweets, and then when they come to the door, let them just dig in. And yeah, yeah. Will you be taking your your kids out this year? Uh, I no, I don't think so. Just because of the whole COVID. Yeah, I forgot about that. We're a bit worried about encouraging it as well, encouraging people to our house because we don't want them to get ill um, in case we've got anything. But um, yeah, usually we do. Are you you like, do you do like your dad voice? Like, don't take too many. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because there are some that like push it, don't they? Stand at the end of the driveway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just open up the bag. There's always some little bastard. Yeah. (laughs) No, you're not. no. <laughs> put it back yeah yeah so what would be the uh the virtual socially distanced uh trick-or-treating zoom bombing oh that's what zoom should have done they should have like totally jumped on zoom bombing set up a load of like uh zoom channels and then just told kids like okay join in on these this sounds dodgy but honestly, <laughs> <if it> was, <laughs> i'm not sure where this is going but, like <laughs> It sounds a bit. <laughs> you could have like the a record, I don't agree. <laughs> no, I like this idea. I might set this up. I am recording this, by the way. Just in what case. possibly could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but no, you could set up like a hundred rooms, uh, like a hundred Zoom conferences, and then have a link somewhere that was a random link, and it linked you into one of these rooms that were controlled, so nothing dodgy was happening. And it was either then a jump scare, like so when you connected, it would go ah, or 
it was like um i don't know a voucher code for picture express or something <laughs> <laughs> so called tree. Yeah, like well, I tell you what, you've got you've got four days to get it out there launched. <laughs> I think it would work. <laughs> We've lost Laura. Yeah. Sorry. I think it was I'm the thought of Pizza Express vouchers. <laughs> it just got you. She's got done. You. Damn, that's a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Click. I'm off. <laughs> Yeah, good, good. Carry on, Greg. Carry on with that. This could be the episode of Ideas. Let us know when it's done. <laughs> so like the kids' version of Chat Roulette. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that called Club Penguin? Yeah. <laughs> no, not anymore. You're not familiar with Club Penguin, Laura? No. Are you? No, well, not intimately, <laughs> no. Not since you got banned, no. <laughs> But it was a, it was like a, a weird social, um, like virtual social environment, but for children. So you you had this like penguin avatar, and you just used to go and talk to your mates. But of course, it it quite very quickly got infiltrated by um, less desirable people who weren't really penguins uh, yeah. and weren't really children. <laughs> Did you see today that um, Lego have introduced this thing? Um, where you, it's sort of like Minecraft, but with Lego, but they're not, they're obviously not comparing themselves to Minecraft, but it's based on the Unity engine. And you create these worlds using Lego bricks, and then you hit play and you run around them as a, as a Lego um, character. What are they called? There's a name for them, isn't there? Mini Lego figurine. Mini figs, that's it. Um, it looks pretty cool, actually. It's, and it's sort of got me quite excited. I've not, I've not really got into the Minecraft thing. Um, mostly because I'm an adult, but also because it's, I don't have the dexterity in my thumbs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's lost his opposable thumbs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've actually all devolved. <laughs> so, so explain this to me again. So you, you build a thing in Lego and then you take a picture and then it basically imports it into a game. No, you don't take a picture, but that, and that actually sounds better than what it really is. So you're only going to be disappointed now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. No, it's, um, it's based on the Unity... Uh, 3D engine, so like yeah. Unity is like a, a development environment for 3D games, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But it's but you you get official Lego blocks, and then you use Unity to create an environment. Oh wow! And then when you hit play, I haven't used it myself, so I'm I'm, I'm you know skipping steps. But when you hit play, it then drops a little minifig into that world, and you just w- walk around a bit like Minecraft in oh, not in the game mode, right. in the, right. in the right. normal mode. Okay, and now, yeah, the, the, I, I somehow I'd inserted augmented reality in my brain. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that sounds cool, but you have optimized it. Was, it's basically Lego <laughs> Minecraft. Is what you're saying. Yeah, because well, yeah, Minecraft on the, on has the, a, yeah, yeah, Lego Minecraft. But um, on the iPad, there's a, a game that you're describing, Mark, where you um, you take an iPad with the lidar scanner, which is the really cool 3D um, laser scanner thing. And then you point it at a table and it builds a Lego model in front of you and oh, you can okay. interact with it and, and stuff. So you get the, the AR um, aspect of that. I'm actually quite fascinated in AR. I keep trying to think what's the, what is the killer app? Yeah, um, what's the use case for... Yeah. Well, yeah. when you were talking about the, the Lego thing, my, my, maybe this is where I got the augmented reality bit from. <laughs> I was immediately thinking of the new Mario Kart thing. Yes, that yeah, yeah. Switch, right? Yes, yeah. 
which I still haven't quite understood if I'm honest. I've only seen the adverts. I haven't read anything else about it, but what's that? You basically, you, you, you send, you, you have a little physical car that you drive around yeah. with the camera on it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, actually, funny enough, I watched a YouTube video on this just last night. So you get the little car and it's got a camera mounted on it. You put it, it has to be on like an open space, obviously, but you put it down and you get these little cardboard, um, like, um, gates and the gates have like a visual on them that the camera can understand and then you set up your course by driving the car around and then it says right place a gate here and then you drive a bit more and you place a gate to make a loop and then the ar where it knows where it is on the track based on what gates it can see yeah right okay and then you drive around and then on the screen of the switch you've, you've obviously got the first person view of the car and then it it just puts other stuff in in with you so it'll put other um, carts um, it will make things change colour stuff like that yeah. and then you drive around like, really a, cool. like the Mario Kart game so wait when you, but when you're driving your car in the game is your yeah. little physical car also going around at the same time yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah in the house isn't oh, okay. it oh, yeah yeah so if the cat like walks out in front of you it will it will get in front of you and and spin you out not <laughs> And then are you? And then you're. Are you racing against other? Because you can race against other people as well, right? You can do multiplayer. Yeah. So if you've got more than one cart, they can race together. But you also have like NPCs, computer-controlled cars as well. Right. Right. But then you only see them on the screen. But it's pretty cool because if you fire, like if somebody fires a turtle at you, a shell, not a turtle, sorry, then your car will stop, just like in the game. So in, right. in the game, oh, it stops, okay. and in reality, it stops, and then you can carry spin? on. Tell me it spins. I don't think it spins, no. Uh, <laughs> no good. No good. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I want one. Yeah. I don't know. Is it expensive? It's £100 for each car. Wow. Um, or was it, it, was it, it was definitely $100, but I don't know whether they've made that £79 or £99. But um, that, that's expensive, is it? For a... Feels it's, well, I, I wouldn't be paying it, put it that way. <laughs> it sounds like the sort of thing you play for a bit and then you might put yeah, yeah. down it's one of those yeah. things like the Wii isn't it yeah. it's great for like a week <laughs> yeah. I'm bored of this <laughs> so I went and did on this subject uh, I went and did uh, like a VR experience thing a couple of weeks ago oh, yeah. so there's, a, there's a, a place in Bournemouth that just has a load of uh, you know VR headsets and you go and you, and you choose um and that's i still like the whole vr thing still doesn't really to me seem to be quite there the games aren't quite compelling enough for me what games did you play beat saber <laughs> i did i did do a bit of beat saber, beat saber yeah. but there was like a um a um uh predator game I did that. Um, there was a couple of others as well, but it was all a bit like the Predator game was all a bit clunky. And may, I don't know, maybe this was just the games I had to choose. But but you know, navigating in the world was because of course you can't physically walk. You know, the place you need to get from here to there. So you have this kind of weird thing of pointing with the um, oh, with the controller, and, the yeah. controller, and, and like clicking to yeah, yeah, and, and it, it it just was a bit. Odd. Aside, I mean, the other problem you have is um, like, and this is not virtual reality as such, but more just 
the setup that they have in this place is they they take games from various different app stores, I presume, which means that you try and play something and then it switches you and you spend five minutes whilst it seems to reload. Oh yeah, because it's yeah, there's like app the stores and, and, like, and exactly. yeah, 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 and it does all of this kind of stuff and then inevitably just crashes. And then you have to <laughs> stick your visor up, get some like sixteen year old on the desk to come over and hit the reset button. Boot you <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, it's not gonna. But well, I, can I carry on that theme? Because uh, I, I want your opinions on the. I think the Oculus Quest Two is out or coming out. It came out like last week. Yes. It turns out I have a surprising amount of knowledge around toys and yeah. video games. <laughs> you it? do. I've literally got <laughs> no idea. Yeah. <laughs> what I think of is like lawnmower man. Like when you start talking about <laughs> yeah, VR, what I think is, is you're, you're like pressing all these buttons. And... <laughs> lawnmower man is the state of the art. Um, <laughs> my reference point that is do you, hey, do, you know, do you know what i think of do you ever remember i can't remember the name of it but back in the 90s there was a game show with like craig charles where yes. they used to run and the joke was that it was like yeah. a virtual swindon right <laughs> for some reason well, hang on. explain yeah. the show a bit more than just craig charles okay you so used to is, run around what do you remember like vr yeah. had a sort of a thing in the night like the first time around sort of in the 90s it they had a little bit yeah, of a... I remember I went to the Trocadero Centre in London and played a dinosaur yeah. game and these like these three polygon pterodactyls would come sweeping down at you yeah. into your blurry vision. <laughs> but, yeah. Cyberzone. There, is the, so, there, thank you, Laura, Cyberzone. So mm. I can't remember what the game was, but contestants would be in a VR world and run around and, and they said, oh, it's a, it's a cyber Swindon. <laughs> it's like nightmare in the late 90s it was pretty much like that yeah yeah <laughs> and i seem to remember at the time you were like wow i imagine if you went and saw it again now you'd be a bit disappointed with the quality of the graphics yeah. but yeah. i just re- say the computers used were a cluster of 486 pcs each wow. with an astounding eight me- meg of memory wow <laughs> there you go like <laughs> <laughs> two frames a second it is interesting, though, like when you look at old video games from our youth and you remember thinking, wow, look at the graphics on that. Like, I definitely remember seeing like Mario 64 and just thinking, oh, my God, it's so lifelike. Look at it. It's amazing. <laughs> and then you look at it now and you're like, like, I mean, it's obviously it's got a nostalgic thing. But if you were to look at it now without having gone through that experience as a kid, you'd be like, what is this shit? Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's, so it's amazing what the brain, like the creative part of your brain adds in. Um, you know, to make things feel real when really it's like two lines and a yeah, and a poorly well, shaded brick wall. This is it. Is this what kids miss out on these days? Is like the yeah filling in real. the gaps. It's all so high your imagination. Real, there's no imagination yeah. required. <laughs> Absolutely. What? I don't know about you, your... but do your sorry, I was going to say, do your older relatives see it more realistic than you do when you look at things that are CGI'd and things i don't know if you've noticed this but if my grandparents see something that's cgi they're like that's real right you can see see that yeah i don't know if anyone else has noticed that no it's quite strange i've not watched a lot of cgi with my grandma um, but i'll put it on the list (laughs) you've not stuck your uh (laughs) oculus on on your grandma yet actually every time a cgi movie comes out i do remark to my wife i'm like right that's it i'm gonna become a 3d animator this is so amazing you know, I want to be part of this and 
you know, and then about two hours later, I go back to watching YouTube. <laughs> um, but I do think it's fascinating because, like on the Pixar movies, if you if you go through them, every one has has like at least one major um, like revolution. Mm. Like it will be hair. I think um, what was the one Brave? I think that the big thing there was that they had this realistic hair, and then I think Last Dinosaur was all about water. And there's all like each one has this this yeah. sort of step change in their ability to render a, a real life um, object. And so it's quite fascinating to look back. Like Toy Story, you can look at Toy Story as a, in a movie and everyone's like, wow, look at it, it's so realistic, it's just unbelievable. But if you were to look at it now, you'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, I think yeah. I saw Jurassic Park recently, or like a clip of it, and I was like, what? Because <laughs> I think I saw it when I was something like 12 or 13, and I thought, this is amazing, this looks real. Where did they get that actual yeah. dinosaurs from? <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you telling me that was all computer graphics? <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> My life has been a lie. <laughs> but um, I did on that subject. I saw um, there was a, a project I noticed. I saw the other day randomly um, where they were taking, they were trying to do some like rendering of Pixar scenes. Pixar have made some assets available from um, Moana. You've ever seen that? Yeah. That yeah. Um, and so this project was then basically trying to make it renderable on a standard GPU. Okay. Um, something like that. I can't remember. But it was crazy because these things, like it's literally one scene. Uh, and by scene, I don't mean like animated scene. I mean, literally just, you know, here's a, a set oh, of like assets. A, yeah, yeah. Frame. A picture, right, a frame. Um, and like on a GPU it, with, with a bunch of simplifications because they can't do everything that, you know, Pixar can do. But you're talking like, you know, six, seven, eight hours to render like this, oh. this friend, there's so much detail in it. It's absolutely crazy. Like it blows my mind that you can cram that much yeah. uh, detail into whatever you're, whatever you're rendering. But I just don't know. Like how, do, how do people, where do you start? Imagine day, <laughs> day, imagine day one of making the film. They're like, right, <laughs> where, where should we start? All right. Yeah, yeah. And I'll do I'll do this hair, you do that hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do do that though. Like if you look at the credits, I think that is it. And they, and all the animators have their specialisms and they I think I saw a documentary a bit years ago, so my memory is hazy, and they interviewed someone and he he worked on like four seconds of Toy Story Two. And I mean I remember the scene, it's Buzz Lightyear's going up and the coins are falling down and they were talking about um, you know, how to get the feeling of velocity and things like that. But overall, his co entire contribution was like four seconds yeah. because it was so complicated and so much time to get it right. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas in our jobs, of course, we're like, you get in in the morning, you've got to like make sure the live servers are okay, then you've got to have a team meeting and then do some design mock-ups and then go and, you know, work out how your P&L account's going to work for <laughs> something, you know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I long for the days where I just can work on Buzz Lightyear's big toe. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know, you just reminded me of a story that I, I didn't know until recently, but uh, for Toy Story 2, um, when they were close to finishing the film, someone, um, uh, someone accidentally did the equivalent of an RM minus RF slash Shit. and deleted, like, the server, right? Oops. Um, <laughs> And and it says I'm just I've got the Wikipedia up page up now. Uh, 
they shut down the file servers, but had lost 90% of the last two years of work. And the backups were found to have failed sometime previously. Ain't, <laughs> <laughs> ain't that the truth? Uh, <laughs> uh, it just so happened um, that someone, uh, technical director, uh, had been working from home to take care of her newborn child, revealed she had backups on her home computer. Wow. So wow. The, I think I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a risky admission, isn't it? Yeah. That's oh, risky. yeah. Well, yeah. You know, <laughs> um, it just so happens that I copied the entire server onto my personal computer. Is that all right? <laughs> How'd I get there? Yeah. But then you think, well, your home, how much space did you have on a home computer? Because these things aren't small, yeah, right? True. I mean, you know. Yeah. And at the time, I mean, when was this? 1998. So, you know, it's not like you're going to be having terabyte disks at the time. Right, yeah, on your, on your home computer, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, come- what was your quest two? You said you you brought up the quest two. What was your actual exactly, question? Yeah, so, so the- <laughs> what's your question? Caller number one. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to so the bit picking holiday my- gift guide twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> my point about the quest two is that in order to use the quest two, you have to have a Facebook account. Yeah. This, this has literally made me not buy one because I had the Quest 1 um, and quite enjoyed it um, and then realised that it, um, uh, I, I wasn't really... I'm not sure if it was the Quest, actually. It was the one that didn't have the hand tracking. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a very early one. And that was quite limiting. And then my brother had the Quest 1 where you get the hand tracking, um, which is a lot better t- to play. So I thought, yeah, I'll get myself a Quest 2. And then this came out that Oculus require a Facebook account. And I was like, nah, I'm out. I mean, I don't even have a Facebook account. So, you know, it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just in principle. It was like, well, it's in principle. And also I'd have to, you know, um, create a Facebook account. Yeah. And kind of linked to that, I've seen stories of people, uh, of you know, people saying, well, then their, their Facebook account has got shut down for some other reason. Um, you know, I mean, and of course they argue that it shouldn't have been, but that means that they then can't play their quest to... And also the fact that you, uh, yeah, your Facebook account goes away, you lose those purchases, any games that you've bought. Yeah. You can no longer um, play them. So yeah. where do you stand legally on on that? Sort of and these sort of decisions the always... Time, they may- know, sorry, if, if at the same time, if I bought it for some other company and they said, you need to log into an account to... You've had to log into Steam, for example, to get stuff on your um, whatever the... Steam headset is, I can't remember. Um, thank you. Uh, uh, but you would, the same thing would apply, right? So it's not, it's not necessarily Facebook being evil. Well, I think the thing was that previously you didn't have to. Um, I mean, I, I think there's probably loads of angles on it, but for me, it was previously you didn't have to. So Oculus as a, as a entity was, was standalone and then Facebook came along and, and so they've gradually restricted that. And I mean, the whole thing beggars, it doesn't beg a belief, but you sort of wonder how they get to those decisions. You know, somebody must have said, the public are not going to like this decision. And they said, the benefit of doing it overrides that. You know, the negative publicity, the complexity of that, all of those edge cases, you know, they still said, that's okay, yeah, we're going to do it anyway. And then, and those sort of decisions, I just, I would love to be part of the boardroom when they're, they're deciding, you know, that kind of thing. Because the other one was Microsoft again were in trouble because they did an auto update um, that installed some apps or something. They installed, 
um, I think it was actually quite benign when you look into it, but you did an update and then you ended up with office apps in your start menu or something. Yeah. And again, you think you've, you know, this has been a thing for what, five, six years, like ever since Windows 10, even before that, they've always been in the press, Microsoft for, you know, forcing this bloatware or whatever. So how in 2020 did they make the decision to do it again? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, I think they've come out and said it was a bug, but you think, well, that's a very specific bug that isn't very it? specific yeah, yeah. how about getting there yeah. <laughs> it's like people coding by accident but i think really, <laughs> exactly. there's a but there, but there is a there is a corporate mentality you know i know it in the um you know in companies that i've worked with where you know the view is we need to take over the market for example you know we need to be supplying everything in this in this ecosystem uh, whether for convenience or whether for control of the market or growth or whatever it might be, there's almost this. Like, the, I fed, I think it's fair to say that in a lot of companies, the user experience is not actually the primary thought, or it's it's at the very least a trade-off. Yeah. Um, you know, and even well, actually, I say user experience. A lot of the argument is that it is user experience. Because a lot of the argument is if we control this whole thing end to end, then it's the Apple argument. If you've got an if you've got a MacBook and an iPhone and an Apple TV and an iPad, and I don't know what kind of idiot would have that sort of setup, <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 in theory everything just works, right? Done. Whereas if I'm trying to make my iPhone work with um, a Dell laptop, you know, and I've got a Samsung set top box. And it's all going to go. Pfft. So the argument is, well, if we control the whole market, then the user experience is much improved because we know that it just works. Oh, and it just so happens that you're locked into <laughs> buying our 800 pound gadgets every time. So, so <laughs> let, 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 me, let me ask you this, because I think this is a real world um, thing. Do you both have Facebook accounts? No. So I do, Martin but it's, it's dormant. I think I haven't used it in years. I deleted mine. <laughs> But I know ago. that you both use WhatsApp. So, yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I suppose it's different. It's like, what do you, going, right? it's got a use case for me. So WhatsApp, I actually get some value out of it. But Facebook yes. is just p- pictures of people's dinners. Yeah. And but, so to take the quotes. Dinners? Why, why didn't you tell me? I'm back on. I'm signing up now. <laughs> <laughs> to take the Oculus thing, though. So they recently, Facebook merged facebook messenger and instagram messenger i think i don't use either but you know i read the headlines and they were together so it's only a matter of time really before whatsapp also owned by facebook becomes part of the unified facebook messaging platform yeah. how would you feel about that i mean I, I don't know if you don't have facebook accounts on principle or just you just don't my mine non-facebook is on principle so i don't know what i do i'm gonna be in a pretty tricky situation if they suddenly say right WhatsApp now is going to be a fully fledged Facebook account. Person, personally, I don't have a Facebook account on principle. Um, and uh, WhatsApp is not that important enough to me that I would sign up for one. Okay. I'd, I'd just stop using WhatsApp. Probably how would we, we organise the episodes? I mean, it might. It, that, that, you know, I, I was never speak again. It would, <laughs> 
it would clearly disappoint my enormous circle of friends that message me every few minutes. You know, I was going to say, yeah, I'm not that important. It could disappear, and I'd actually be quite pleased. <laughs> I'd get out of the the parents' school chat. Yeah, <laughs> I get 900 messages a day from. I've muted. Um, yeah, but little Johnny's yeah. fish fingers were cold at dinner yesterday, so yeah, you need to tell someone. <laughs> yeah, every time I log on, it's just a cesspit. A cesspit of people talking about their the dinners. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get away from the dinners. The dinners. <laughs> yes. and, well, and I'll tell you what, I, so this is, a, this is a good segue because um, the other thing I was going to mention, because uh, I, I watched The Social Dilemma. I don't know if you've seen The, the, the Social Dilemma. I, I have seen that, yeah. Um, Opinions about that one. I watched, I watched that the other night. Um, uh, and also it just coincided with me being sort of, once again, bored of getting, uh, you know, angry at things on Twitter. So I've quit Twitter again. Take take Happy. two. Take two. Have you gone quiet? I've decided. No, you haven't actually. I'm sure you tweeted yesterday. Well, I no, I not, yesterday. not yesterday. Not <laughs> yesterday. Maybe Sunday. Um, that which is which is when I watched the social dilemma. So I'm two days in. On two days into the cold turkey. Uh, I haven't I haven't logged into Twitter at all. Um. Clearly, I will still log into the Bit Picking account to make sure that all the tons of fan mail that we receive via Twitter, <laughs> I'm picking up. But, but from my personal account, uh, no, I'm 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 done for it for at least a month. So before before you quit, did you use the official Twitter app? No, I delete yeah. I deleted the app last time I quit Twitter. Uh. Um, because I thought if I don't have the app, I won't check it so often. But now I just load it in the browser. Like, because um, because I don't use the official Twitter app, which means I don't, I don't seem to fall prey to all of the the algorithmic madness that the social dilemma sort of talks about. Right. Because I don't get, I don't get any adverts. I don't get any promoted tweets. I don't get any of that. Um, and I did wonder. I've been thinking about it quite a lot recently. About you know, am I missing out on something because of that? And, you know, because I, cause I, don't, I don't seem to pick up trends. And so I'm constantly having to go onto that Reddit thing, which is out the loop. Have you read this one? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, oh, it's a subreddit. And it, and it, yeah, it's pretty good because then you sort of think, like, why is everyone talking about X? And, and sure enough, there'll be a post on there. So I'm sort of thinking maybe it would be quite good. I'm, I'm sort of drifting the other way. I mean, the other thing is I use Tweetbot. Tweetbot. Which okay. is a, an iOS um, yeah. client. Because um, the other thing that's been happening is, like, in fact, one of my most recent tweets was the algorithms don't work around music because I use Apple's music app like constantly and yet they somehow cannot recommend me the right music. And I, and I, don't, and I had the same problem with Spotify when I was using that a few years ago. And there was a new Faithless album, which, I mean, Faithless are not my, my you know, most liked band by a long shot, but they're definitely bang center into my musical tastes. You know, it's dancey, housey, electronic, all of that kind of stuff. Nowhere was it in any of my recommendations on the What's New. It wasn't listed at all. I had to, like, dig for it. And then even when I went to, like, search for them, it wasn't the top listing. And I'm like, but you know, I don't know on, if you know much. Based on, based on the discussion in, in, like, The Social Dilemma, don't you think that's a good thing? That actually they don't know so much not, about you that they Yeah, the echo chamber's not. They're exactly what you well, need yeah. directly into your ears. Maybe you're right, because I do spend quite a lot of time desperately not trying to be 
followed so it's so maybe i should take from this that it's clearly working because they don't know me at all maybe they're um, thinking you're the too niche hand, yeah. Yeah, maybe they're yeah. trying to fix you greg <laughs> well they do put like drake next to shania twain and i'm like what <laughs> that's a bit weird it worked um, but in music i do miss that discovery aspect i mean i know that's what they're all trying to get to and i do miss that experience of going into hmv or our price and just going into the dance and electronic section and looking for the new release like sliders that mm. sit in between the CDs and just sort of taking a look. Um, so without that, I do feel like I'm missing out on something I am interested in. So like I said, I'm sort of thinking maybe I need to give a little bit, you know, because I'm missing out on some stuff here. Um, so yeah, that's going through my head. Maybe that needs to be an app. <laughs> maybe that's your next, your next iteration of your app. I, don't, I mean, if Spotify and Apple Music and everyone else, if they can't get it right, I'm not sure my, I'm going to be able to do it. <laughs> Why not? All you've got to do um, is just collect data on a few hundred million users. and yeah. To be fair, Simple. I do know what the solution is, which is to not have an algorithm and just show me a list of new releases. So if anyone listening or either of you know where I can just get like an RSS feed or something of new releases within a particular genre i'd be very happy and i just want it ordered chronologically and i have the same problem with movies because i think what movie shall i watch yeah. so i go onto amazon and i think well i'll just go and look at the new releases section of amazon yep no fucking new releases section no. or one well, no, of the alternative is that there is a new releases section uh, i can't remember who does this or it's it but it's not new releases it's newly added and therefore, yes, that's true. It's different. Yes, exactly. Yeah. New films yeah. and stuff from 1982 from some random yeah. distributor that they've just added. Yeah. Or I find it's it's like new releases from the last six months. Right. Yeah. You know, and and even within that list, there's some promotion. So you know, like you still get, you know, a particular movie that they're really heavily pushing. It's always at the top of the list, and you just think. And funny enough, I mean, I know this is a big argument, but the torrent sites are really good for finding stuff like that out. Because you can just look at what the popular torrents are and they're yeah, very right. now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know about that. I'll grab that. Oh, and while I'm here, I might as well just download it. <laughs> They've got some pretty niche categories, haven't they, as well? Like movies from the 80s featuring a certain actor uh, yeah. in <laughs> Africa <laughs> or something. <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, yes, I was really in the mood for an African 80s jape yeah. featuring Eddie Murphy. I think it's, it's, it's a good point, though, like about how we've gone so far down into I must deliver you exactly what you want at the time mm. you want it. And generally kind of like happenstance and just mm. discovering stuff, which might not even be stuff that you like. You know, it, it is that that echo chamber thing, isn't it? You just keep listening to the stuff you're listening to mm. or watching the stuff that you're watching or espousing the political opinions that you've, you've previously yeah. espoused. Um, well, when I, when I worked at um, Audio Manufacturer on their app, one of the biggest features we were asked for uh, was the most recently listened list. I mean, by far, like way above mo many other features. There were other hardware features we were asked for, but as a software feature, it was, I just want to see what I've recently listened to. And I always used to think what you just said there, Mark. It's like, well, I've already listened to it. Don't I want to see what I haven't listened to? <laughs> you know, yeah. because I've already yeah, listened yeah. to those things. Um, yeah. But I, but I guess it's just people, you know, listen to music differently or consume content differently. Well, I've I discovered that my daughter basically finds a song 
and then we'll listen to it on repeat for the whole I day. I do that. I do that. I remember, yeah, you said the same. Yeah. yeah. I'm quite obsessive. I like, don't like new stuff. I literally will listen to the same album all week <laughs> on repeat. <laughs> You're still listening Wait. to Jive Band in the Master Mix, because it? it's like, <laughs> you've, you've, never, you've never graduated, that was your first album. Got a rough, I'm quite slow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jive funny. You know, my brain was going trying to think of like a good song to forget about. Witty, witty perfect. one. Perfect. I'm still on like, yeah, Beyonce. She's just come out in my world. <laughs> Beyonce's come out. Yeah, <laughs> wow Think, you've crazy. not been on that reddit thread what have i missed or whatever it was yeah out of the loop, oh, out out the loop. loop yeah. yeah check it out yeah. um so seeing as it's the season finale um uh, and we'll be back in the new year at some point Maybe we should look back and think about the episodes we've done over this season and highlights and lowlights, um, if we can remember them. <laughs> it's, well, it's been a long season. It's been, it's been a year, more than a year since we started the season. Yeah. Obviously, it was seasonous interrupt us uh, with COVID. So. Oh, that's a, a side note. But what is the Queen going to say this year? That is a great point. I was thinking of Anna Cerebrus. Right. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, the, the Christmas. What, she, she got some opinions about bit picking. Is that what you're? <laughs> yeah, what's her favourite episode, Greg? <laughs> do you do her accent? <laughs> uh, no, right. Please do an impression. <laughs> I, I feel like they'll send swans over to break my arms if I <laughs> impersonate the Queen. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Mark. Yes, what were you? What were you going to say? No, I was just pointing out that we, it's been a long, long season. It's been. Um, uh, it's been seven months since we were last together in person. Yeah, that's mad. Sharing yeah. the same air. Um, yeah. I miss you. I miss you guys. Miss you too. I think it's good that we've we've still managed to do do all these. Uh, we we didn't just stop. We didn't. We're no quitters. No, we're not. We're except, not. except for this one where we're stopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> except for this being the last one. <laughs> Of the season, of the season, of the season. Quitting. We're just having a holiday. I mean, I think if, I, if <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm looking down the list of episodes now. I mean, obviously, I recall all of them um, intimately, um, but <laughs> just, just thinking down. I think we had a great chat actually with um, Matt Olner. Uh, yes, yeah. he was really good. I think you missed that one actually, Laura. I, think I you, didn't. Yeah, I was away. I think you were away at that point. Uh, I was nodding along, but and I was like, no, I didn't do that one. Uh, that was good. We, we must go back to Matt and find out where his, uh, where his game's up to. Oh, I know, actually. It has been released. Has it? It's had quite a few iterations. It's like it's, it's out there and official, so maybe we should link to it on, um, on the episode notes. Yep, of course. We'll remember to do that like we always do. <laughs> yeah. I think we should choose what our best pun was, and I'm going to go first. The best title maybe, Yeah, so if, if I'm not sure when people consume whether they notice the titles or they just hit play but we try to have very good puns for every episode title and the one I thought was perfect and it pains me to say but I think it's a Mark Piper special <laughs> is the one about project management which was I can't believe it's not better <laughs> that was going to be my one too 
I love that one. It's so perfect. You know, it's got two puns in there, yeah. and it represents what's going on. It's brilliant. So. Yeah, that was not. That was not bad. That was not bad. Can I just point out that that I think you've just mentioned my surname on air for the first time. It's a bit like the. It's a bit like the time that Big Daddy unmasked Kendo Nagasaki. And <laughs> just like them. <laughs> We can beat it out if it's um, confidential. Right. No, I don't, it's not hard to find. I think if you, <laughs> if you just follow the links to Twitter, I think you're, uh, yeah. you'll find it. Um, good. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, that was, I liked, um, uh, well, we talked with Paul Newell as well. We had Sitting on Defence with, with Paul Newell. Uh, <laughs> yes, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, mm, bit picking Christmas special. Was that a pun or... <laughs> we do have a good library of stuff don't we so we've got you know every episode tries to tackle one topic we should start a little reference library maybe we can get um you know some kind of elasticsearch redis log stash thing going on that can mean we get really quick searching over the 40 total episodes <laughs> actually no, not that we like to over engineer things but web scale <laughs> yes um, I think yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say my favourite memory of this last season was when I first edited one of the episodes where I spent a, an unhappy three hours in the Tesco cafe <laughs> crying into a flapjack. <laughs> Why are you uh, doing the Tesco cafe? I don't know. The episode just said. <laughs> I think I think I was a newbie at um garage band or whatever we're using. <laughs> No, you did a great job, I think. And and I, yeah, I just uh, had a little cry. Well, because... <laughs> all good in the end. <laughs> do you remember we had the famous lost episode? Oh, yes. Yeah, who we lost had, it? We had a whole episode that we recorded and that Garage Band lost for us. Yes. Uh, I can't even remember what the topic was, to be honest. But it was a good 45 minutes of, of possibly the best episode that we'd ever recorded. I think it was the best so memorable. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. <laughs> no, I can't either. I can't. But that was a bit that was a bit of a make make you I think that's pretty good going there over over two years to only have lost one episode, you know. Um well, we I feel like I feel like we should be at this point on like on professional podcasts. They'll be thanking all this like team of stuff they've got behind the scenes. Yeah. Again, well, we you know it wouldn't be possible without yeah. blah 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 and uh, flapjack you know, <laughs> without the Tesco <laughs> flapjack. <laughs> yeah. um, but it is just us, isn't it? And it's you know we, yeah we do, we do the whole thing end to end. So I think. Well done, us. <laughs> yeah, well done, us. Pat on the back, pat on the back for us. Well done, well done. I think, um, uh, I, I, let me ask about hopes for series three, season three. What's, where's it going to go? Could, what's, what's the bold new direction that we're going to adopt? It'd be cool to see some really um, interesting guests, actually. Anyone who wants to come on and talk to, I mean, there's so much going on in the news and in the world of tech that there's got to be some really interesting people out there to speak to. Um, that is true. That is absolutely true. And yeah. I was going to say exactly the same thing. I think, um, I think we, we need, we want more guests. Um, anybody out there who'd like to come and chat to us about stuff, we'll just put, put it out there. Start any stuff. Yeah, any, <laughs> any stuff, any stuff you like. Um, 
but yeah, it's always it, interesting it, to get other people's um, opinions. And obviously, uh, uh, you know, we have our own little views of the world, but finding out. And I think one of the most interesting was was talking with with Paul Newell about uh, uh, you know, other industries uh, and mm. finding out that the world isn't shaped necessarily in the way that we always uh, we always see it. Yeah, it's, I mean, you, you mentioned Echo Chamber earlier, Mark, and it's a it's a good thing. Sometimes we talk amongst ourselves, and we're all in very similar um, sort of companies and industries and that kind of thing. We've all, you know, sort of got similar opinions. So it is good to hear how it how it is elsewhere and challenge ourselves that kind of thing. I'm interested whether we'll actually be able to do it in person because if we, you know, if we're planning to be back what February March time, where will the world be? in six months compared to where it was last six months. Yeah, yeah. That would be, and I was going to say, one of the things we forgot, probably because we've erased it from our memory, is the YouTube experiment. <laughs> that was my favourite, when you turned into a gherkin. <laughs> <laughs> or a potato. I can't remember which one was better, but they were both pretty good. <laughs> yes. Um, but for people who don't know, we did do a couple of episodes i think we did three mini episodes on on youtube um on our bit picking channel but the effort i mean like we're saying there isn't a team behind us and the effort to uh, edit a video is exponentially harder than an audio and i think we, we decided that it just wasn't feasible within our current capabilities yeah, but maybe next year maybe we can uh, get together a little studio with some staff and see what we can do yeah i dare say i dare say if we were if we were all in person it might be a bit easier it's the, i'm looking at the thumbnails now on youtube and there's these three floating heads floating weirdly against the background um <laughs> and then they have that weird harry potter style thing in youtube where they suddenly start moving like silently <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about is that a youtube feature yeah youtube has got the little kind of moving moving um thumbnails as you scroll down you get a little mini but it's a bit like harry potter uh, again if you haven't got kids greg maybe you've not really watched harry potter but <laughs> they have the, they have the portraits that sort of just move slowly and oh uh, like on the, oh, on yes. the newspapers yeah yeah. yeah yeah exactly exactly i do remember right at the beginning when when um you know like probably every podcast ever when we all went remote we had an episode about what does this mean remote working and I think we did spend an awful lot of time talking about Zoom backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. We did. It's so novelty hasn't worn off for me. It's the, it's, <laughs> the breakout, it's the breakout star of 2020, I say. Yeah. Novel, it's like the novelty ties of the 80s and 90s. It's sort of died a death now, I think, hasn't it? Well, like whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the fact, I mean, t- teams, teams introduced it pretty shortly afterwards, right? So clearly there was pressure from people to... Uh, in fact i'm desperate to talk more about it now but i'm conscious that i'm just going to prove my previous point (laughs) but there is a feature in teams which i don't know if you've seen just briefly where you can put everyone in a like lecture theater have you seen yes yes (laughs) i'm thinking but then nobody's talking at each other you're talking through each other because everyone's looking in the same direction (laughs) It's, it's the wrong metaphor i'd love to see where these features came from are they like a a research thing or is it just people brainstorming in a room in isolation yeah, exactly. don't, get me, don't get me started on that where these features come from <laughs> angers me <laughs> well how would you do it laura how would you do it would you have everyone around a table or everyone in like armchairs 
I don't know what the answer is. I'd be a millionaire if I knew that, right, uh, wouldn't I? But I'd, uh, I'd at least not make it make the fans go crazy on my machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Melt yeah, the CPU yeah, every yeah. time I do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, talking of weird visual um, manipulation, if you see, I was just thinking, I'm going to talk you through my chain of thought because otherwise it would be a bit random. But Mark said, how would you do it, Laura? And I answered for myself. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> I thought one thing you could do is like use AI to render a representation of the back of your head based on what it thinks it's going to be based on the front of your face. And then you could like have it so that you're looking at the other people. So they can still be in the lecture theatre. But rather than you being part of the crowd, which is the bit that makes me think, well, that's weird you'd be at the front so they'd all be lecturing to you and you'd be, or you'd be lecturing to them and they'd be talking back. So that made me then think about um, image manipulation and then deep fakes. And here's the question. Did you see the new release of Photoshop with its um, AI-based or machine learning-based um, image manipulation? Have you heard oh, of that? Yes, yes, freaking me out, all this stuff. Because yeah. there's, there's also an app being released, hasn't there, or something where you can put a woman's picture in and take their clothes off or something. And it, it does like this representation of... Is, is there? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Laura. <laughs> but, of course. You're, you're, both, but yes, you're both naked just, as we speak. <laughs> that's not Have you done it to Greg, Bryn, or me? <laughs> Outrageous. Their own, Laura, each to their own. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I, I think yeah, it so just... This is... Yeah, freaks me out. Yeah, is well, and it does worry me. So the Photoshop thing is, you can take a, a face, and then you can grow the hair. So you get a slider. Like they've really just made it simple. <laughs> um, Wait a minute. Tell me about this again. <laughs> <laughs> it might work actually. I've got Photoshop. Let's try it after the episode. And you you pull the slider, and it increases the hair. And you can you can um, change a frown. So you can say how smiley someone is. You can move their head subtly. So you could say if they were looking left, you could change it to move right. Um, you know, it's pretty good. I mean, if you take it to the extremes, um, like you've got a slider for anger and you've got a slider for smiling. So of course they sort of conflict because if you whack up the smiling and the anger, you get a pretty weird looking face. But at a glance, you wouldn't know that it's been doctored. And so, you know, the, the scary bit of this is that these tools are now reaching the consumer on um, commodity hardware. And you could, you know, people can be just creating fakes that, I mean, I don't know if they'd be classed as deep fakes in, a, in an academic sense, but you could probably get away with some stuff and make people look like they were in positions that they, they weren't originally, you know. And I thought, you know, there's an ethical, maybe I'm taking it a bit too far, but there's an ethical concept there, isn't there, whether this is the right thing. Like, it's all very cool and, and like, wow, look what we can do. Um, but should we? I'm sure there's a quote in there somewhere. Well, they, I mean, this was something we discussed. I actually, I was looking in the last episode of last season <coughs> was uh, ethical development. Just because you yeah. can, yeah. should you? Should you? Yeah. Someone's going to do it. Either way. I, I mean, that's the argument about 3D printed guns, isn't it? You know, someone is going to do it. So why, why, why not? You know, just get it done, basically. Um, I mean, going back to the holiday gift guide, that's a thing I've never got into, 3D printing, which I feel like I should. I really want one. I want one so much. Oh, really? I just can't afford it. And I also, like, 
ecologically or whatever you call it you know just like literally melting and creating plastic stuff makes me feel a bit conflicted but yeah i, I really want one to make my own stuff yeah we, we have a friend who um is is gradually printing out all the props and costumes from every episode of star wars and dressing his kids oh. in them and it does look pretty cool actually you know yeah. we, we get we get updates every so often of pictures of his kids in there full Mandalorian outfits and things. I made it sound like I know things about Star Wars. <laughs> you just repeat Just that. by repeating words. I've got no idea what any of that meant. <laughs> You've got some flashcards in front. <laughs> but yeah, I want a 3D printer, but I, I was joking the other day that the only thing I can think of building are, are various hooks. I just look around the room and I'm like, oh, I could 3D print a hook to hang that thing up. I'm like, it's quite an expensive hook maker. I came up with pen pots. <laughs> And pop, yeah. That's something to put my pens in. Do you, do, you know, <laughs> hey, do, you know, do you know what I did yesterday? I built my own workbench in the shed. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm impossibly proud of this. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I quite like that. It didn't involve a computer, aside from watching all the YouTube videos to figure out how <laughs> someone would build a workbench. <laughs> how but to but unnail I, your hands. I'll tell you what was it. What was, it, what, was it what was interesting for me was... Um, because like, I decided to get the kids set because the kids are on half terms. So I was like, all right, kids, we're going to build this workbench. And um, what struck me was uh, it's very much like software in the sense of there are design patterns that when you are a software developer, you hopefully know the design pattern. So given any particular problem, uh, you quite often have a go-to solution to do it. And the same is true when you're working with wood. I just don't know what the design patterns are. So every single problem is me stood there thinking, now how the hell do you join this bit to that bit? Whereas like somebody knew what they were doing, would just go, well, of course you just, you cut that and stick that in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I just don't know what they are. So it ends up with me just Googling and YouTubing, trying to figure out how on earth you join three bits of wood together. What's, what's the stack overflow for woodworking? Yes. Well, presumably working.stackoverflow.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to bet. Glue, glue melting.com. Yeah. With, with so, the, yeah so um, I'm giving up computing and going for woodworking. Sorry. Yeah. I, th- I think, yeah, series. working with your hands. <laughs> it's yeah. quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, and it took me the whole day. Uh, and uh, I was actually quite achy this morning because uh, I'd been stirred up all day. Uh, and spent a lot of time screwing things in. Um, but it's, it's it's good to get away from computers, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I spend far I, too much time on them. And going back to the 3D printing thing, there's something called Thingiverse, isn't there? Where That's you can it, yeah, see all I've these different it, yeah. patterns that you can get for uh, 3D printing. And it's just, yeah, there's so many cool things on there, especially like the jointed things that you can get, like toys mm. and, yeah. That, that's yeah, it's quite clever how resource. they, yeah, how they plan things so that you can get holes inside things by, mm. or you could get like, isn't there a way you can print a chain link or something, something yeah. of that complexity? So you end up with two pieces, even though you've only printed yeah. one thing, which is quite, quite mad. I might put that on my Christmas list. I can't you, afford that for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a Terry's chocolate orange. <laughs> <laughs> What 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 do we say that? Terry's, it's what do we what, what do we get? We'll go halves on the chocolate orange. <laughs> I'll eat a third of it before I give it to you, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll sanitize it. 
So here we are, Greg, Laura, the end of the season. How do you end feel? End of season two, yeah. you feeling exhausted or related? Neither of those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Confused? <laughs> I feel empty. <laughs> Why do you feel empty? Don't worry. Don't worry, because on the horizon, the light at the end of the tunnel is that I think, I think we're going to be back for season three at some point. Sometime in in the new year. Yeah. Maybe even together in person, breathing all over each other. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Made that sound very um, lewd. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. The world might be a very different place by then, anyway. Um, yes. Well, we'll know the outcome of the US election. Oh, political. <laughs> <laughs> we went there. We will. I wouldn't know. I'm not on Twitter anymore. So, <laughs> so <laughs> listeners, if you do want to get in touch with us, please uh, write to Greg and Laura at BitPicking. At BitPicking. At something. <laughs> Do we make a commitment that next season we work out how to synchronise our um, Twitter call-out? Yeah. It will never happen. Yeah. I'm going to get a little sign <laughs> I can hold up. A horn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need the little, like, bouncy thing. <laughs> right. So it just remains to say uh, that's it for season two. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Mark. Yay, very good. We did it right once. See you next season. Well, that was a that was a ramble, wasn't it? That was a good ramble. It was a very good. <laughs> point. Still, well, that's that's what people expect these days. <laughs> I hope. <laughs>